Airports are major travel hubs filled with the hustle and bustle of thousands of travelers as they make their way to their destination. But have you ever stopped to think about what may be hidden at an airport? What secrets it may contain? Today, we step into the bizarre conspiracy theories surrounding the Denver airport. This is Red Web. Welcome back, Task Force, to another episode of Red Web, the show all about mysteries and the unsolved, the unknown in this world. I'm so happy to be sitting here nestled firmly at the beginning of my favorite month of the year, October. So happy October, everybody. I am your resident mystery enthusiast, Trevor Collins, and joining me, hearing some of these mysteries for the very first time, Alfredo Diaz. Everyone says like, oh, it's October. It's it's like the scariest month of the year. October's not scary to me. Mm. It, if every month is terrifying, oh, October so you're always is scared. never terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> you're like um, the Hulk, but with being afraid. Exactly. I'm always afraid. <laughs> yeah. We traveled to Denver, I believe. We traveled through Denver. for sh- wait, wait. No, you and I did go to Denver. Yeah. And On top you, of that, we went to the Stanley Hotel. Yes. The inspiration for The Shining, where the, mm-hmm. the made-for-television movie series was filmed at but also where Stephen King wrote the book. Yeah. A lot of things. And uh, passing through that airport, you gave me little hints about there's a lot of conspiracy theories oh, yeah. around this airport. And then they just kind of also, um, the airport itself just kind of like dives into it itself. Like they it kind have, of leans into it. They, they lean into it pretty heavily. So there's that too as well. So that's my personal experience with the Denver airport. Yeah. It's huge. It's a big airport. I remember going through security. I met a man in an affliction shirt who turned out to be Dog the Bounty Hunter. That was strange. He looked me in the eye and nodded his head and moved on with his life. But let me ask you, with this idea of leaning into the conspiracies and leading into all the mysteries, do you think that is a way, because we're going to get there in this episode. A diversion. A diversion to obfuscate the truth. Like they're going, well, we, it couldn't be true if we're, we're also leaning into it. Or do you think that that invalidates the theories out the gate? My gut instinct says that it means there's something going on. Oh. Whenever we, you and I, we play board games, we play video games, and whatever you can lie, I'm always, you know, you play werewolves, let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, I get my card, I always lean over, and I go, I'm the werewolf. And I am the werewolf. I lean into it, and it right, makes people right. question: Is this? He's only ever told the truth in these games. <laughs> Very true. I bought. I like purposely throw a lot of games for the one time <laughs> where I am the werewolf, and I tell you, and you go, "There's no way." Right. right. Um, he always says that. But like, I mean, I run that strategy all the time, so I can see that being used here. Mm-hmm. Their head of marketing has played werewolves with you. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why though? Like, why would they need? An airport when you can just have different air bases, like military bases and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my thing. Hidden in plain sight. Unless, I, I, like, I guess, or unless something crash landed there, but then why build an airport mm-hmm. around it? I don't know. Perhaps we'll get into all of these things because there's a lot of theories, and those theories are kind of laid on a foundation of intrigue. There's a lot of things that are surrounding this airport that are unique to this airport, but also unique to how it came to be. So let me give you the background of this airport before we dive into some of the major theories surrounding it. Now, before we begin, you can find a list of sensitive topics in the description, but let me take you back to 1989, the beginning of the construction and all the curiosity that surrounds the Denver International Airport. Now, things began to take shape when people out the gate started questioning why a new airport was being built. After all, there were so many other airports in the Denver area, and many were already pretty large. And so the plan for this new Denver International Airport were extraordinary, very big, very close to the city. It ended up replacing the Stapleton Airport, which was 15 miles closer to downtown Denver, which made people start to wonder, well, why a new one that's further out, etc. Others pointed out the seemingly countless delays which led to the airport being opened in February 28 of 1995, 16 months behind schedule. The airport also ended up being $2 billion over budget, or about $4 billion if you use an inflation calculator to 2023. 
While these initial oddities stood out to help lay a foundation ripe for conspiracy and questioning, we're only just getting started. When it comes to the scale, it can't be understated just how big the Denver airport actually is. It is 52.4 square miles, or 136 square kilometers, making it the second largest airport in the world. What is the biggest airport in the world? In terms of land area, it is the King Fahd International Airport in Saudi Arabia. Gotcha. Now to contextualize this size, if you picture Manhattan, the island that New York City is sat upon, it is twice that size. It's larger than Boston. It's larger, Fredo, than San Francisco. And you know that city. Why the hell is it that big? She honking. Who the hell is going to Denver? Okay, first of all, you and me, we went. <laughs> Who's going to Denver? I mean, sorry, Colorado. I'm, you know, nothing against Denver, Colorado. But I mean, just y'all don't need all that. It's a big yeah. sports city. Denver Nuggets. Yeah, you get the Broncos. Nuggets and... Yeah. But come on, man. People ain't traveling to Denver like that. <laughs> like, that's wild. So, interestingly, and this is where conspiracies, like I said, jumped out at the gate. Some believe that this size, this excessive size, could be somehow connected to the large number of military complexes in the area. It is worth mentioning, in a much more pragmatic sense, the runways are longer than those of normal airports due to the altitude. You've got thinner air, takes a little bit more speed to get up to lift, the proper lift to get the plane off the ground, as well as landing, you have your reverse thrust, but the air is thinner and so just takes a little bit more time to get off the ground and stop fully. So, I mean, that could be why the airport's so large? It's part of it. It's part of it because of the runways and everything. However, it is worth mentioning that most of the land is still undeveloped. As far as we know, we're going to get into it, but there could be things underground. Wait. What? Yeah. They're leaving room for expansion, the potential for other airline hubs and things. But if most of the land is undeveloped, it doesn't necessarily address, sure, you're at altitude, you have big runways, but what's all this extra land for? Who signed off on this? This seems like a terrible thing to sign John off. John Denver. Let's build the second biggest airport ever in Denver, Colorado, and also leave room for expansion. Right, right. They think that the city was just going to blow up and just everyone's flocking over well you're asking the right questions because these are the questions that conspiracy theorists are attempting to answer mm. so they're filling the gap they are asking why so big why at denver why uh, is it so expansive with so much undeveloped we're going to get into it like i said but there's a lot of underground kind of pathways and things yeah and so people are going well let me fill in the gaps with this idea or that idea mm, interesting. so hold on to those questions because they're Sounds very good. good also like 16 months i mean i don't know maybe just because like i'm i own a home now but like contractors take a long time man like they can they're yeah. usually not on schedule <laughs> now imagine you wanted to redo your backsplash in your kitchen maybe change out the faucet or something and they were 16 months behind i mean granted this is a giant airport not a remodel yeah, yeah. but you know, but I could, see, I, could, I could see it happening with yeah. contractors, especially because it just seems like it's an undertaking for either too much for one contract team or you have multiple contract teams working at different sites at the same or simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then if one gets clogged up and they could yes. just domino affect the others. Oh, yeah. My dad is a general contractor himself. And so I'm very familiar with how one thing being delayed has a knock on effect to everything else because some contractors can work at the same time, but some yeah. people need to wait for the others. So you, you know, but one thing that I think will help contextualize the, the over budget, that $2 billion, Christian, Jeez. if you can help me find what the total budget in the end was, because I think 2 billion is a lot just off the rip. But if I'm just going to make up a number, if the whole project was a hundred billion, then 2% ain't much, but I'm just very curious. You're asking like what the the actual spending yeah. was in the end. In the end, like what was the total having spent on it? Now, while you look that up, beyond all the kind of practical, foundational work that we've laid, the delays, the size, things of that nature, the strange and spooky art featured throughout the Denver airport is what really adds allure to the mystery of the airport. It's kind of what drives it home and makes this a mystery that has stood the test of time. So yeah, you can start to go, okay, it is a bit big, but when you start to look at the art, you go, okay, wow. I'm going to be brief, but we're going to dive into all of it a little bit more in detail later. 
There are paintings, for example, of armed soldiers wearing gas masks around children, a terrifying giant blue horse statue out front, there's a forest on fire with people terrified in one of the portraits, and there are strange symbols all around the airport. In fact, there's gargoyles overlooking the baggage claim. And like I said, there are many other pieces of this nature that we'll cover more in detail throughout this episode, but also in the theories section. And Fredo, I have in front of you an upturned set of photographs that I'll reference as we get into them. I'll let you take a look at the first one just to kind of get an idea for what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, it's like a lightning horse. You know what? Take a look at the second one. I'm gonna, I want you to oh. dive deeper into these imageries sooner than later. Why does he got a red eye like that? Like it's about to shoot lasers out of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's all blue and it looks like, yeah, it looks like it's, I don't know, it's got like electricity. That thing is big. Okay. Oh, it's, it's big. Hold on. Yeah, this is a soldier with a gas mask, a rainbow swooping behind them. They've got a gun in one hand and a saber in the other. It's pretty terrifying imagery. Children crying, moms holding a child, war-torn buildings. The other one is just animals being like pulled from a forest fire. Uh, dead children, I guess, because they're, yeah, they're laying in what looks like a coffin. There's one adult that's dead as well, and then there's flowers. Why, why, why is this at the airport? I remember that's seeing exactly the horse. It. Right. Like, I don't understand. Like, out of context, this just looks like art, right? It, it looks like art with a purpose, whether it be a, a sinister purpose or just kind of like an honest message towards our history. But you're right. Why is it nestled? Place. Right. Why is it at an airport of all places? That's what kind of continues to to elevate the oddities of this place. But like I said, we'll go through those in more detail, the stories, the theories surrounding them. But I would be remiss to to gloss over some of these things without you seeing them. But online discussion surrounding the possibility of conspiracies have been around since at least 2007. In fact, Coast to Coast, a radio show featuring many paranormal topics and mysterious subjects, covered the Denver airport conspiracy on June 11th, 2007. We've mentioned this radio show before in our Hollow Earth and John Titer episodes. They cover a lot of similar topics to us. However, according to Susan, who appeared on the episode, multiple employees were dismissed during construction and then later rehired, perhaps to prevent them from understanding the full scope of the project, or perhaps to hide the secret infrastructure built into the facility. Among the other standout construction details, people began wondering why nobody that was involved with building this facility was questioning just how deep they were digging. I mean, they were getting down six floors underground. This starts to sound like our authentic, existent task force headquarters. Yeah, did we hire these people to build? It might be. Similar. This was the beta for our headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are a subterranean Six floor 50 right now. Floors. <laughs> yeah. Why do you... Why? Okay, so that's like something... So if you go to the airport, there are actually six floors. Or no, they've, they've dug that deep. Or they've gone that could deep be that we are floors. aware of. And we'll talk about what they were doing that deeply. And so you can either take it at face value or you can start to think, well, is there something... Is this a lie? Is there something more sinister underneath all of that? Yeah. I mean, maybe like infrastructure type stuff 100% but okay that's yeah. the cover story anyway right yeah. it's just a conflation of a lot of things that are unique to this airport that pique people's interest before you move on i do have a final oh, cost right looks like the total final cost was about 4.8 billion dollars which adjusted for inflation is about 9.6 billion dollars in 2023 3 oh. billion dollars were spent on construction alone okay so just construction alone is 3 you said, what was the total? Nine? 4.8. 4.8? 4. 4. Mm -hmm. So this is a 40% over budget situation. So wait a minute. Okay. 4.8 is including the two, right? Yeah. So it was budgeted. 8. So it was budgeted to be three and it went over by two. That's 67% over budget. Yeah. $2 billion over Woo! budget and the final cost was 4.8 billion. Got it. So, so, okay. So that really helps contextualize another piece that stood out to people. This is huge. It's deep. It's got a lot of wild art. And she was expensive for some Jesus. reason. Jesus. Just seems unnecessary. So again, I, I can't help but tease a little bit and we're, we're, oh, we're close task force. But the point is people started looking, all right, if we thought it was going to cost this for uh, 
the tip of the iceberg that we're seeing, all this extra budget had to go somewhere. And so they're thinking that there must be a bunch of subterranean places or whatever, that that's where the budget went to. Now I'm wondering why that budget, if it were going to sinister deeds, couldn't have just been off the record. You know what I mean? That happens. Pentagon's got a black budget that no one really knows what it goes to. Exactly. But that's here. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Is the airport that large? And they've dug that deep because say there's some type of like world ending event and they need a bunch of planes to get over there and they need to store important people and important, uh, important like historical pieces. Uh Maybe like that's why. Keep it going. Like, like maybe, maybe. No, this guy's got it. This guy's good. (laughs) He's real good. (laughs) I don't know if it's because I uh, Miyagi'd you a little bit with three years of this podcast or if it's your innate it psychic abilities. But yeah, that is, I'll, uh, that's... That's a big theory. That's one of the bigger theories for I sure. I mean, I could see that then. I'm, I don't know. That just makes sense to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I reach over and I lift the Kool-Aid cup a little more. <laughs> no, but I mean, truly, there's a lot of oddities around this. And I think you are absolutely on to something there and we'll dive into it but as conspiracy theories began to snowball they eventually spread to former minnesota governor jesse ventura's show conspiracy theory in 2012 which then popularized the denver airport conspiracies so much that then mainstream news outlets began covering them so this is kind of the snowball effect as you can see how it forced its way into the zeitgeist it was the foundations were kind of of intrigue of good questioning and then it really thrust its way into the spotlight in just a few years. In response to the popularity of these theories, the CEO of the airport at the time, Kim Day, released a statement in 2016 saying this, quote, There's a lot of strange things about this airport, so we are dedicating the month of October to embracing the strangeness and sharing in the fun. Because, after all, we couldn't really hide all the things happening from the millions of people who visit this airport each year. The Denver airport has since embraced its mysterious intrigue and has made their airport even weirder, naming Roswell's airport its, quote, supernatural sister airport and adding more art and marketing initiatives to push the mystery angle. I'll leave that up to you. As I asked you, Fredo, I'll leave it up to you, Task Force, to decide if they're trying to hide in plain sight by accepting the theories so openly or if this shuts down the idea of anything nefarious going on. Money. They're trying to make money. But, But how? You're like, I want to I want to go to Fiji, but you know what? I want to make sure I go through Denver. Yeah, I don't know. You know? <laughs> just, just, I don't know why the airport's so big. I mean, I guess just like you lean into it just to see if like you could market it in some way. Maybe have the small trickle in terms of just selling uh, little little knickknacks and stuff like mm-hmm. that i don't I have no i mean idea. it genuinely could be that, like why not right yeah it could be a thing where it's subtle enough that you either want little tchotchkes like souvenirs when you're there yeah take a lot of photos share it on social and it could be to a point where you're like well if i'm trying to go to sf from austin here and there's two equivalent flights with similar timelines one goes to denver one goes through la like i don't know maybe my curiosity might push me to denver and then they profit a little bit off that you know I don't know how it all works, Yeah, but it could be something subtle like that. Yeah, maybe. Or just fun, you know? Right. If I was an airport CEO, I'd be like, "Eh, a little little razzle-dazzle, a little seasoning to my otherwise monotonous job of airport overlooking. (laughs) I don't know. I like the storytelling, if you will. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by Rocket Money. Boys, now that pretty much everything is a subscription service, it can be very difficult to keep track of just how much money we're spending on everything every single month. Fredo, did you know that almost 80% of people have subscriptions they've completely forgotten about? Uh, yes, because this morning I got an email about a subscription, and I went, I didn't know I still had that. Still. So. Still. We are the 80%. <laughs> yeah. I'm a part of that statistic. It yes. still comes around. And that's where Rocket Money enters the picture. It's the ultimate personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, Fredo, monitors your spending, Christian, and helps you lower your monthly bills all in one place. Rocket Money can cancel the subscriptions that you don't want with just the press of a button. They can even negotiate to lower your bills, saving you up to 20%. So I use Rocket Money 
on a daily basis is great because it helps send me emails every week to tell me what all my subscriptions are, which there's a lot, <laughs> some too many. Mm-hmm. And I, now I now also know how much I'm spending. And then on top of that, uh, with all of my bank accounts, credit cards, all that kind of stuff, it's all consolidated to one picture that I can see. And that way I, I could track my spending and my finances. It's super easy. I love the fact that you can go to them and say, hey, I don't know where to go to cancel this. I don't want to go through the rigmarole, click the button, and then somebody on their end does it. That's awesome. It's easy. So Task Force, stop wasting your money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash redweb. That's rocketmoney.com slash redweb. Rocketmoney.com slash redweb. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by Shopify. You guys hear that sound? No. Did yeah. Christian sneeze? Not yet. No. Not this time. Oh, okay. That's nothing because that's the sound of a sale that you're missing because you're not selling on Shopify. I mean, we are, but the task force may not be. That's the, you know, the kind of crickets in the audience that's there. True. Yeah. And what does it sound like, Fredo, with Shopify? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good sound. That's a much better sound. So task force, start selling with Shopify today. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you're covered, baby. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers into buyers. We actually use Red Web uses Shopify for their store. Task Force, did you know that? If you've ever gone to store.roosterteeth.com to browse for some of that good Red Web stuff, you are using Shopify and it makes it so easy for us to sell our stuff directly to you. It makes discount codes and bundle codes. There's one time that we even did like a scavenger hunt on the website that you guys killed it in like 30 seconds somehow. Mm-hmm. They make it so easy to do all of that and to theme it around this podcast as well. That shirt you got, them pins you're collecting, that exclusive baby hand you got sitting so plush, mm-hmm. plump-like. Yeah, Shopify helped us get that to you. Shopify had their big hands on your baby hands. Sign up for a $1 per month trial, period, at shopify.com slash redweb, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash redweb to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash red web. But let's now talk about some of the major conspiracy theories that then surround the Denver airport. Starting with a general theory, many believe that the Denver airport is cursed. During construction, the airport faced countless delays, including the faulty baggage system, unexpected expenses, and a worker's strike. However, this theory mostly revolves around the infamous statue of the airport's unofficial mascot, Blue Mustang. So that's the photo that you saw. If you want to take an even closer look at that, I'll kind of describe this nicknamed horse, Blucifer. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like if, if it, I mean, I would say it's like Ghost Rider's horse if it wasn't so blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's It's a horse that put on the laser. blue beetle outfit. Yeah, it's got like the laser red eyes. I don't oh, know yeah. why. Take a look at this. All right. So you mentioned how big this statue is. It's hard to see it in photos contextualized because it's kind of just out in the field, very flat around it. But this statue is, in fact, quite large. The blue horse, as you said, has glowing red eyes and bulging black veins on either side of its abdomen. And it stands at a whopping 32 feet tall and it weighs 9,000 pounds. Jeez. I mean, like, why build this? Also, does it have a bulging nutsack like what, oh. is, what what is that did they actually like he's packing they put like a cup there or something i don't think it's a cup i think it's anatomy really in this photo it might be hard to see but yeah if you look at this photo it is an anatomically accurate albeit large horse <laughs> like a what? horse there's no horse 32 feet tall but right yeah uh, proportionally I just, speaking i don't I, who man i wish there was like interviews with the artists that put this stuff together and like why right they did it and their thought process i'd love to know more myself however because we're talking about a curse during the construction of this horse the artist luis jimenez was killed when a piece of the blue mustang's head broke off 
falling on him, severing an artery in his leg. So in order to finish this sculpture, his children actually stepped up, but the legend remained that the statue and the airport were cursed. Some view Blucifer as the representation of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So we don't have it from the artist's mouth. In fact, Christian, I'd be curious if you can find anything in an interview with Luis or anything like that. But otherwise, it could have something to do with the Denver Broncos. It could have something to do with kind of, I don't know if Denver is like a friend of mine. His mom used to live in Denver and had horses. It could be that Denver is just a big horse city. Um, I mean, I admit that's my ignorance it. on that, but could that's just be a yeah, city mascot kind of thing. I mean, was this around the time where the Broncos were good? Or they had John Elway? Could be. So it's just like, woo. My eyes rolled back in my head like a Mentat. Mustang. I don't remember the early 90s very well. I was yeah, but a wee same. lad of three. Yeah, I was quite young. The entire early 90s, I was three. I was just to be clear. Pud- <laughs> <laughs> I was but the pudgy baby. That was when they had John Elway, by the way. Yeah. Oh, John Elway, see? Terrell Davis. Broncos were killing it yeah mm-hmm. see i mean i don't know there you go their colors were what blue and orange got the red eyes orange eyes blue skin uh, okay all right i'm uh-huh. connecting we're dots getting close here. we're getting close john elway he was about 32 feet tall <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <Hung> like a horse <laughs> from what i'm seeing according to the denver gazette the horse was chosen because jimenez felt that it would represent the quote power and freedom of the american mustang and then the color blue is from, draws inspiration from a legend that is supposedly floating around the San Luis Valley in Colorado, talking about a power stallion that had a blue coat, red eyes, and was at times said to be capable of flight. But then there's also some history there with Jimenez drawing inspiration from Mexican muralist art, and it was a colors he, color he's worked with in the past. So there's a lot of surprising amount of details that all contributed to it's heavily inspired, oh. but also succinctly perfect. Yeah. So it stands out as odd, but when you look at it that way, you go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, majority of the public isn't going to find right. that information. Right. That's so cool. Oh, okay. The power stallion. I like that. Oh, yeah. All right, but coming back to the curse. The statue is very intriguing, had a curse of its own, in fact, because of it falling and crushing him in his leg and, and severing an artery leading to his death. It took, I think, about 15 years before the lawsuits kind of settled and this horse was finally installed thanks to his sons kind of finishing it. But the curse doesn't stop there. In 2007, the windscreens of 13 planes were cracked or shattered. This large amount had no explanation behind it, which led people to believe that it also must have been part of this curse, especially since it featured the very unlucky number 13. Now, some conspiracy theorists have gone a step further to say that Yes, we don't know exactly why these windscreens were all cracking on that very same day, what might have been causing that. They want to leverage yet another conspiracy theory, that there was some sort of government testing going on underground, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But whatever this testing was, it was what spurred on these sudden windows cracking. Now, John Nance, who was a pilot, told ABC News, quote, This is not only unusual, I know of no precedent for anything like this where multiple windscreens have been cracked simply by being in a particular place at a particular time. So it did stand out as a very odd event, which is exactly why it's fueling the idea of a curse. Airplane windscreens are designed to withstand 440 knots or just over 500 miles per hour. And they can honestly take on debris at that kind of speed. Sometimes small birds, obviously, depending on your speed and all that, you you could still crack it, of course. but Suffice to say, they are very robust. They are meant to take a bit of a beating. So the fact that they're all just by way of being at the Denver airport and then cracking seems odd. My instinct wants to say something about dramatic temperature shifts, but again, we didn't really find any of that in our research. I mean, I have no idea how to explain that whatsoever. Yeah. Maybe, I know the first thing I would want to check to see if they're all manufactured on the same line. Ooh, like maybe if there's something like, it's like it was with just the airline, faulty. the yeah. manufacturer, if they're all from a similar, yeah, similar flaws on them. Yeah. That's we did way. check. Couldn't find anything. Really? Oh, oh, okay. I like the, the legs. Man is ahead the, of the game. That's why he's the chair. That's why he's the chair, man. Yeah. Four legs and all. <laughs> <laughs> Six legs. Like an insect. He's got the four from the chair and then two of his own. 
He walks with all four, though, all six. It's odd. <laughs> There's a reason it's an audio-only podcast. <laughs> you just hear him enter the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Now, it does remind me of a time when I took out of a freshly run dishwasher a glass, and I went straight to the fridge and filled it with ice-cold Brita-filtered water, and immediately the glass just shattered in my hand. We're talking about high-altitude Denver gets quite cold. If you're busting that heat inside, like, I don't know. I don't know, but it does come to mind. So let's move on now to the idea of underground government testing, because many believe that behind the large size and high cost of the Denver airport is some sort of hidden project or ulterior purpose. This led to the theory that there is a vast network of tunnels underneath, hidden away at the airport. In fact, there are tunnels at the airport for the tram system and for the failed automated baggage system, the latter of which was one of the more costly reasons that the Denver airport was delayed in its opening. These tunnels cover about 470,000 square feet, 22 miles of tracks, and six floors underground. Supposedly, workers who worked at the site have said that these tunnels actually go even deeper than that. By 2005, the baggage system was dropped altogether because they could never get it working properly. To be clear, they spent over 10 years trying to get these systems working only to abandon these baggage system tunnels. This has led many to believe that the tunnels were always meant for something more nefarious and that the baggage system was a convenient excuse, perhaps a front, to create the tunnels in the first place and not draw attention. But then why even discuss it? I mean, I don't know. Because someone's got to build it, right? Yeah, like someone's got to build it and then like people will stumble upon it. So it's like, why do we have all these tunnels? And it's, yeah. Yeah, that kind of adds together. Yeah. I the, can see it. the more messy solution is everybody that built this place disappears. True. You know? Yeah, someone's going to build it. People are going to stumble on like there's it. There's a blueprint out there if, somewhere. Right, exactly. So if you just have this system for baggage that never works, then I guess technically you only have to really cover one person. The technician i guess like if you have one person that that's just kind of looking at it heading it up or whatever probably need more people but i don't know it's less, less people to keep silent i guess mm-hmm. or just say yeah i'm hiring these people and they're just your people anyways yeah yeah yeah. i mean it seems pretty easy to go eh, that was just for the baggage claim it didn't work don't look any closer expensive oh yeah so some believe that beneath the baggage system, tunnels connect the airport to the Cheyenne Mountain Complex, an underground military facility. So the Cheyenne Mountain Complex is an underground Space Force installation located in El Paso County, Colorado. The complex used to be the center for NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. They would monitor the airspace of Canada and the United States for things like missiles, space systems, and other foreign aircraft. Though this has since shifted to become the backup command center used for training purposes since 2008. The actual center, the headquarters for NORAD, is now on the east side of Denver. Not too far away, but not where the Cheyenne Mountain Complex is in particular. Now, another idea for these tunnels is that they lead to, as you kind of were saying, a post-apocalyptic fallout shelter for the ultra-rich. Mm -hmm. Others have still said that they lead to headquarters of a New World Order-type group, which we'll expand upon in the next theory. Beyond that, though, there are those who believe that this airport is the new location for the CIA, which could explain all the secrecy. While this does sound a bit strange, some believe in this theory because Denver is one of the more centrally located cities in the United States, which could allow the CIA to operate more covertly. Interestingly, I then looked into this, the true geographic center of the contiguous United States, the 48 states touching, would be 350 miles due east in Lebanon, Kansas. I don't know if there's something to do with the altitude, being in Denver, near military bases or what have you, but it, honestly, it really isn't all that far away and it is pretty well centrally located. Perhaps the altitude of the mountains and the proximity to other military installations comes in play with the surveillance in NORAD and all of these things. I don't know. All that said, the Denver airport has given tours of the baggage system and still uses these tunnels for manual transportation of baggage. So it does kind of say, well, hey, Look, you can come take a look at these old tunnels. Nothing's going on. It would be unlikely, though, for the tourists to encompass the entire tunneling system because of how big it is. So it does still leave room for the conspiracy to stay alive. Would you spend the night in the dark tunnels? Man, 
I don't know. I still kind of like the theory of like it's just post-apocalyptic for the super rich. Yeah. I think that that makes a whole lot of sense. Just yeah. simply enough. A lot of runway to fly in on. Yeah. And then on top of that, you, you got levels of shelter, probably mm -hmm. a bunker. Adjacent to that, the theory of like a new world order is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess the, the, the I guess being located at an airport is easy because you just have a bunch of people. But like if it's a new world order, mm -hmm. we're talking about like the entire planet. Right. You think it'd be on like a coast then just because you probably have people from foreign countries flying in and out. Flying, and yeah. Like, I mean, what makes any spot better than another when it's an airport, right? You're still connected. Yeah. It all depends. But I want to dive into that one mm. because that is the most popular conspiracy theory surrounding oh, Denver Airport. Absolutely that it is the home of the supposed New World Order. Now, I want to take a second to acknowledge that several task force members have pointed out many conspiracy theories, including this one, have been intertwined with or at times preceded by anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Now, obviously, we don't condone theories of that nature whatsoever, but I wanted to acknowledge the problematic side of conspiracy theories in general, but we're not going to go there. We're just going to talk about the idea that there is a global cabal, a group of people that secretly run everything from wherever they may be, Denver or otherwise. Some have said that the Freemasons, the Illuminati, or the ultra-rich are secretly in control of the government and the economy of the entire world, that there is a secret, all-encompassing world government referred to as the New World Order. There is a dedication plaque inside the airport dated March 19, 1994, with the Freemasons Square and compass symbol. That's the second image that you saw earlier. Here we go. Yeah. Now, as you look at that, for some quick background, the Freemasons are a worldwide fraternal organization with many conspiracy theories surrounding them due to their secrecy and countless powerful members across the centuries. It's not to say that they're a sinister group in themselves, but it's just that for some reason, they tend to be the subject for a lot of conspiracy theories. Historically, they originated from the stonemason guilds and modern-day practices are often organized around self-improvement, religion, and or charity work. The particular plaque that you're taking a look at right now, Fredo, also contains a time capsule for, quote, people of Colorado in 2094. Some members of the Freemasons have been involved with the construction of the airport, but it's unknown what exactly they did besides being present for the stone dedication. With the symbol in between them, the stone names two different, quote, most worshipful, Grand Masters, who laid the dedication stone and the lodges that they are the leaders of. Anything stand out to you as you take a look at that plaque? It's just weird as hell. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's for the people of Colorado to open in 2094. It's That's just so random. It's a time capsule. Yeah. Um, the most worshipful. Worshipful. So there's a, there are some religious ceremonies at the center of some Freemason yeah. fraternities. And so like, New again, airport, like. the group has some elements that feel ritualistic or, or kind of feel secretive to those who aren't in the fraternity. And so yeah. again, they end up being the center to a lot of conspiracies and mysteries that isn't to vilify them in some way. But the fact that they have this plaque here, this dedication, even if it is just a time capsule or even if it is just a dedication does pique some people's interest to start going, well, whether or not they're involved, this does make various conspiracy theorists start to go, New World Order confirmed, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can see, but I'd be, if, I think for me, I'd be curious to see what else they can attach to that theory. Yeah. Aside from a time Absolutely. capsule. So we will talk about a little bit more here, but we've mentioned the Freemasons before in our episode of the Mayday Mystery. There's been some of the iconography from that group in some of those kind of puzzles, I suppose. But suffice to say that people seem to enjoy tossing the group into mysteries. And it's always hard to know if it's on purpose because the mystery that seems to surround the group or what have you. Now, an interesting part to this kind of sub-theory, and then we'll get back to the idea of the greater New World Order. But the sub-theory here about Freemasons is when you look at March 19, 1994, people have added together the digits of 19 and 1994 the one, the nine, the nine, the four. And it adds up to 33, which is coincidentally the highest level one can achieve in Freemasonry. The two people listed on the plaque were actually of this level. The plaque also reads, quote, New World Airport Commission. And seeing as this group, this New World Airport Commission doesn't actually exist, 
yet the words New World are in it, there's much speculation that this could be almost openly covering up for a real group or somehow openly pointing to the New World Order ideology. But bringing us back to the headlining theory, it goes on to say that the $2 billion excess spent on building the airport was used to build the headquarters of this enigmatic group, somewhere perhaps underground. And reportedly, a construction worker claimed that during construction, five buildings were built somehow incorrectly. They got completed, approved, and then they were like, well, these are incorrect. And instead of demolishing them, taking them down, they were then buried underground. So we have now a construction worker saying, we built these facilities, but they were somehow wrong. And so instead, we just kind of hid them underground somehow. But with all that being said, of course, there is very little evidence to suggest that Freemasons, the Illuminati, or anybody else have been involved in either the New World Order conspiracy or conspiracies at large, let alone at this particular airport. So again, it is a conspiracy theory. But now we got buried buildings? Buried buildings. Oh, man, if this isn't a place where all these conspiracies are actually true or real, then someone dropped the ball on right. putting this place together right. and wasted a lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, God. Maybe that's why they're leaning into the mystery because they're like, yeah, 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 fun mysteries. Don't look at our 67% over budget building. Right. I want to talk to this, this construction man and I want to say, hey, where were those buildings built? Give me a spade and a pickaxe, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> find that. Could you imagine just finding an administrative building underground? Ah, uh, dude, I'd have so many questions. Someone at the computer's going beep beep beep. Sir, they're digging down now. It'll take him 15 years to get here, but he seems dedicated. I'm gonna get down there. Should just start putting some heavy metal on top or something like that. Something you can't really chew through. Mm-hmm. You could, yeah, you could do that. They could stop you, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I, I literally thought <laughs> chew through. I'm like, they got a rubber-lined building. I'm just gnawing away at the outside. Right. Let me in! I don't know. That that stands out as the most intriguing of the ideas, if you combine that with the tunnels. Like, I can see what people are after. I, I think that it's a fascinating idea. It certainly captures the intrigue. But man, I want to know more. I wish there was more to really substantiate some of these yeah i agree and also what i'm just learning about the freemasons is that they they just had a complex system that yeah. made no damn sense well if you look it's, a little closer well it's like if you join the task force and it's like uh -huh. welcome to the task force you're level one right I'm right like, oh, okay like you know and then task force members are like oh how do i proceed i'm like well you graduate from level one to junior cadet then you exactly. move on from junior cadet to sheriff then you're from sheriff to admin then from right. admin well, well what's weird to then it to gets nine. it gets confusing right it goes to 9 mm -hmm. and then after that is introductory yes and a lot of people kind of get spun around at that point but <laughs> immediately after that is more of an executive level Ex it's yeah. kind it's kind of a yeah, test yeah. it's kind of like those uh, inspirational like posters where you know mm -hmm. your person's digging and they Hang give up there. and it's just gold on the other end exactly they, you know yeah yeah, 90% of people give up before they really strike pay dirt. But it's just like, it's just so confused. 32 levels? I don't, what does that even mean? Yeah, 33. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, another theory related to the last two is that the Denver International Airport is involved with biological warfare and weapons testing. This would be part of the purpose behind the tunnels to the government facilities like NORAD, as well as the group who might be behind this sort of thing, this new world order entity but the main evidence for this theory is the bizarre mural featured in the airport i'm going to bring you back to image c basically the soldier in a gas mask the fire and all of these things there are three panels to this art called children of the world dream of peace and this is in the baggage claim area they feature people wearing gas masks with military attire standing over sleeping children and other apocalyptic imagery but as you mentioned i mean they're pretty alarming if you were in an airport of all places. It would just be weird. It does like, feel out of place. I, it feels out of place, but then also, like, if this is a place where, like, the government is testing, like, toxins and whatnot to, like, essentially, like, leave breadcrumbs to it or advertise mm -hmm. it in a sense. What? To what reason? Right. Even, even it, even, I don't know. I feel like that, even that theory of like oh they're just putting it out in plain sight it's just kind of like you're just giving all the details yeah at that point and it's less like 
oh, hey, conspiracies happen here, and more just like, this particular conspiracy happens right. here, which is just uncalled for. It is interesting that a lot of government-centric conspiracy theories tend to rely on kind of hidden in plain sight imagery and nods and clues. And I'm like, honestly, like, I don't doubt that there's secretive stuff going on. Oh, Not there, at all. Oh, yeah, there is, 100%. But my instincts would say that there wouldn't be a single breadcrumb. But some would then say, well, being hidden in plain sight kind of makes it become like kind of like a discourse, makes it become an, a public argument. So it stays at that level, like, where half the people go, well, why would it be so obvious? And the other half go, because they're hiding in plain sight? Because it, like, makes you think, why would it be that, right? Yeah. Whereas if it was entirely hidden then maybe more people. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but but I mean, like, to go into such detail, like, this is exactly what right, we do here. Right. Well, on that note, directly in front of one of these murals, and I have it in front of you as well, the fourth image, there is an image of a minecart in the ground. This minecart has the symbols AU and AG for gold and silver, respectively. Seems to make sense. It was once a mining town. There's hills, mountains, and everything like that. But some believe, due to the image location in front of these murals of death and gas masks, that this actually stands for Australian antigen, also called AUAG. This was a virus, it was a deadly strain of hepatitis, but is now, in modern terms, referred to as HBSAG. So it's kind of like an old name for it, but basically people are saying, this is not so much gold and silver, but so much as to say it's a, it's, it's a virus. Some believe that if biological warfare were to break out, that Denver would be at the center of it. With its location in the United States, a large number of military bases nearby, it would be either a good place to hide away from it all or a good place to spur it on, if you will, be the center of this. And continuing on that, some believe that this AUAG is moved through the tunnels of the airport, hence the minecart. So again, it's a clue that has a practical, okay, gold and silver minecart. But some people are looking further and saying, no, that's the cart that's shipping these biological weapons in the tunnels, et cetera, et cetera, to and fro the military bases. I just don't get why we would, I mean, that's just laying all the cards out on the table. It it does start to, you know, if, if you take it at face value and some sort of biological situation took off, it does, to me, make it seem that every government around the world would be like, Hold on, America. What's that little clue that you laid in Denver? That seems a little on the nose. Right. And the entire world comes facing in. But if it's the center of all global control, then maybe they... W I don't know. I'm starting to lose the thread. Conspiracy theories are gotten me, it's, gotten me wild. It, I, think, I think this episode has gotten to a very weird point because it's so... It's trying to be so obvious... Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just like, I don't know what could be going on, right? Like every episode. Mm -hmm. But here it's like, no, this is exactly what's going on. Yeah. This, this is the toxin. This is what we're making. This is the plan. And this is how it's transferred. And this is the time. Yeah. Opening this at this day. It's just like there's so much like detail just right. put out there. For what reason? Right. Uh, control in their own ways. But regardless of all these theories regardless of everything it is a very interesting and unique airport and so oh, it, uh, yeah. so those who are inclined to believe and kind of connect dots that maybe should or should not be connected are definitely going to start looking at this airport going hold on a second i mean it i i see why there's so many conspiracies around this airport because all this is just so random yeah and if you wanted to you could link them together now the artist of these paintings leo tanguma has denied any ulterior motives with his paintings and told the Colorado Sun, quote, I need to see what's wrong in society and then reflect it in my murals. At the same time, I wanted to reflect what's beautiful in society and in my community, which I think does come across pretty strongly. I think what makes it interesting is that it can be an alarming piece. It's a piece that definitely stands for something and has a message, but in the context of an airport, it's not something you would expect. But at the end of the day, these murals might be pointing to messages that the artist wanted to convey, regardless of being slightly unique in their location. And with regards to the minecarts, they're most likely a reference to Colorado's rich mining history. But either way, these are fascinating conspiracy theories that surround otherwise a very strange airport with a lot of unique attributes. I can't blame anybody for starting to go, well, hold on a second, why are there gargoyles in here? What's that connection? Oh, yeah, no, completely. You know? But I think. 
for me personally, I love a good conspiracy theory. Sometimes I take them as a story, but when there's clues that go beyond that you can't really answer, you start to go, well, hold on a second. But I think when we discussed the messaging behind the horse and you start to ground it in more tradition, more culture, more yeah. urban legend, as it were, the power stallion, you start to go, okay, to me, a layman who doesn't really know much, <laughs> Mm-hmm. It it seems like, hold on a second. But when you look a little deeper, it might feel eclectic, but there's a lot of purpose behind some of this art. And it is fascinating to see how it gets interpreted. Yeah. I mean, I still love the theory that it's just a place for the rich to go and hide during a world-ending event. Yeah. I mean, we know that that exists that's, for, like, the president. That's gotta exist. It does. Like That's that, got Like to. there are places where we're like, Mr. President, we got to get down to the bunker or, you know, hop on. What is it? Air Force One is the plane. What is the, the helicopter again, Christian? It's like Navy Force One or something. Marine One. Marine One. That's it. Oh. And so like, you know, you hop on that, you skip over to Vir- Virginia somewhere and then you fly down a bunker and you're, you're now you're away from the apocalypse, essentially. Like, there are places like this throughout the world, and so it isn't really too much of a stretch to believe Not that Denver could be something like that, whether it be for regular folks, you and me, or whether it be for this secret cabal that's behind the economy. I yeah, don't know. for us, I'll tell you that one. <laughs> it is not for us. I got a golden ticket. <laughs> yeah. As the door closes in front of me. <laughs> I'm dancing down the hall. I made it. They picked me. <laughs> I don't know. Man, I love a good conspiracy theory. I um, th- I feel like, if nothing else, it is a fascinating peek into the collective minds of humans as they try to pull puzzles together and take clues into new places. To me, this almost feels like an inadvertent ARG. But Kim Day, if you're listening, I know they're out there. I know they're listening. Let's turn this into an ARG. Let's get Task Force involved. I think we can connect via some nice tunnels your facility and our definite non-fictional facility, Task Force Headquarters, we have a lot of locations around the country, digging deep, mostly looking for gold, diamonds, and other, you know, things, but... Fossils. Fossils. Uh, the other uh, side of the hollow earth, like the other side fuel. of the crust. But, but also to build offices. Bullet train system. Right. Our bullet train goes directly down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just an elevator that we cut the cable. Yeah. Uh, but there's a series of very plush pillows at the bottom. Just looking to give the planet an enema. And on that wild revelation, Task Force, write that down in the lore books. Fredo, I'll see you right back here next week for another mystery. Mystery.